Conversation is the antidote for polarization and divisiveness. Do you ever wonder? Do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes to live an extraordinary life? Or is that only for people with exceptional beauty, brains, or talent? I know you are extraordinary. But when I look at me in the mirror, well... Ordinary. 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 Ordinary is all I see. Certainly, life has to be more extraordinary than what I've experienced so far. We all feel like this sometimes, but we don't have to. If you believe that your life and everyone's life can be more connected, more inspired, more fulfilling, then you're in the right place. Welcome to this Extraordinary Life podcast. I'm Kevin Monroe, and together we're going to discover life is extraordinary. Do little things really make that big of a difference? For me, being extraordinary is more of a choice. There is something truly remarkable about that. Are you looking for a place where people are more interested in who you are? Who you are? Who you are? Put in the extra in the ordinary. That's what extraordinary is all about. I want to live an extraordinary life. How about you? I'm your host, Kevin Monroe, and it's a joy to welcome you to episode four of this Extraordinary Life podcast. We're already wrapping up the first month of a new show, and I'm thrilled that you're joining me today for a conversation that builds on episode three. If you haven't heard it yet, you don't need to listen now, but you can go back and listen to the conversation on listening with Jane Adshead Grant and Oscar Trimboli. Today's conversation is a conversation about conversation, and it certainly builds on listening, but it extends it. And I'm excited to include or welcome a new friend, relatively new friend. Jeff Thurso is joining me as our guest today. Jeff's a serial entrepreneur. He's the co-founder of Blitzer, and we'll talk more about that later in the conversation. Now, I find it fascinating that it's through a conversation that I met Jeff on a Monday, introduced by a friend, Tobin Slavin, and then on Wednesday of that week, Jeff and I were in a deep dive conversation, and we've had several since then. One of those was just last week, and, and in that conversation... Jeff and I, we tapped into some really good stuff. Our time was up. I said, hey, do you have a little longer? We continued longer, and it was in that extra overtime that I realized now was a good time to invite Jeff to join us here for this conversation. So let's get to it. And then at the very end of the episode, we've got an invitation for you that I want to extend. So stay tuned. Well, it is a real joy to welcome Jeff Durso to this Extraordinary Life podcast today for a conversation about conversation. Jeff, say hello. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for having me. I'm, I've been super excited about this. I know this has been in the making for a while, so I'm, I'm excited to get into it. Oh, me too. Well, Jeff, I find it intriguing that I've invited you to join me on the podcast to talk about conversation. Do you find that intriguing? I think it's hilarious. I mean, it, it reminds me of the Seinfeld, the show about nothing. And you and I had a talk a few weeks ago about how meta this gets. That's right. <laughs> this conversation about conversation about conversation. <laughs> it started with a conversation. Yeah. 
you and I, we met. So let's tell people how we met. Well, I'll laugh because it started before we met because I keep saying like, you told me a really interesting thing before we met. (laughs) That's the power. That's the power of podcasting, right? Because no one, when you listen to a podcast, you're not thinking about this is someone broadcasting. It's like, well, we're having a conversation, right? And what you told me before we met is that you should go into new situations, new encounters with high anticipation, not expectation. And that's really colored my thinking about conversation ever since. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to have a fun conversation today. But Jeff, I I love starting here. What is something that you're grateful for in this moment that we connect here? You know, so I'm just... I mean, this is going to sound cliche, but my family, it's just, I mean, I love, we're hanging out. My wife and I were talking together the other night and downstairs we heard our kids and just laughter, just constant laughter for like an hour and a half. And you know, I have three kids and it was just funny hearing like one of them would laugh and then another one would laugh and then the other one would laugh. And just, it just amazes me that to have three kids who are, you know, different in age, so different, but just get along so well together is just such an amazing blessing. So what's the age range of your children? My, and I better not get this wrong in a podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> so my, my oldest son, Jack, is 12. And then my daughter, Corinne, is 10. And my daughter, Anna, is almost six. That's a fun age range to hear laughter from. I'm thinking, you oh, know, the six to Just 12. across the board, like just different relationships. You know, Jack is just so sweet with his little sister, Anna. And Jack, Jack and Corinne are like two peas in a pod. They're like best friends. And Corinne and Anna do stuff together. So it's it's just fun seeing all these different relationships that come out of the three. There's never an you know, odd man out scenario. They mm. just all get along and they have so much fun. Oh, and I love that laughter came up in your expression of gratitude. I mean, screeching laughter. <laughs> now, our kids are adult children and we were together sometime during the pandemic. I'm one of those that's kind of lost track of time. I heard somebody said it's either BC before COVID or after. That's it. But sometime after we were together as a family and, and our kids, our adult children, Josh and Lindsay, were just laughing like we haven't heard them laugh in years. And it does. Hearing children laugh, whatever their ages, it just does a parent's heart wonders. It's the best thing in the world. All right. So we're here to talk about conversation today. And as I said, you and I've met through conversation. We've had a lot of conversations. It was a conversation we had last Friday that was the catalyst for us having this conversation today. But before we get into this, I really do want to start something fundamental. What is conversation? Is you define it, Jeff? Conversation, the definition of conversation for me changes as I go down this journey. That's just the craziest thing about it. Mm. So if you asked me back in March or April when we, when we started working on Blitzer, conversation to me was, well, it's, it's the only way you can work together and create something. You collaborate through a one-on-one conversation. So I was I had been in a lot of Zoom calls and just calls in general where there's lots of people and it's, it's fantastic for certain types of presentation. But then I get into these small group discussions and that wasn't doing it for me. I think of one-on-one conversation, like I think of like, and again, this is going back to then, I think of those late night discussions that you used to have in college where you're up till 2 a.m. just talking about all sorts of random stuff. So that's, that was my definition back then. It's evolved in a lot of crazy ways since then because the stakes keep ratcheting up as I go. And I realize that conversation is something that's very different that's what's going on in society right now. So what's going on in society, there's so much polarization. And the weird thing is like, and I studied as a marketer, so I feel guilty about this, but polarization is a result of marketing 
where you're pushing people down a certain path and people are willingly go down this path and they're becoming divisive and we're becoming, we're all in our bubbles and we're all like, we're just becoming more and more. Everyone hates each other and no one knows each other. And what's amazing to me is that, and you and I had this talk a few weeks ago, I think I heard Sam Harris say, there are only two ways to resolve any issue. It's war and conversation. Mm. And I just realized like, wow, the stakes just got higher because anytime I have a conversation, it's the opposite of that. It's the opposite of that faux divisiveness. To make the long story short, I would say right now, my current definition of conversation is it's the way back. Oh, and it's the way forward. Wow. I love that, Jeff. So we've had a lot of conversations. You haven't said that one yet. That came up. So conversation is the way back. It's the way back. And I say that on a lot of different levels. When I say I'm a marketer and I, you know, I'm guilty of some of this stuff, you know, one of my most successful companies that I started years ago, destinationweddings.com, I was learning about marketing and direct response and marketing is about creating this emotional feeling. So, you know, I wrote all this copy about how, like, if you use a competitor for your wedding, everything's going to go wrong and it's going to be a nightmare and this and that. And I'm like, 15, it's no, it's, you know, like that's, that's the marketer, right? Create all these issues and say, imagine all these things going wrong on your wedding day and how painful that would be. Yes, they could, but I bet they didn't happen as much as I was thinking. So marketing is about creating this. You've got a destiny, you know, you're where you're at, you're where you want to go and you create a persuasive thought to get someone riled up emotionally down that path. And conversation's not that at all. Conversation is we talk it through. We work together. We collaborate. We come up with something new. And so whether that means you're talking to people who have different political viewpoints from you so that you realize that we're a lot the same and we can problem solve together, or literally from a, let's bring it back to business networking. To me, I love having a one-on-one conversation that just goes in random direction that you didn't expect. That's the high anticipation thing you brought versus a forced conversation where it's, I'm in my echo chamber, I'm in my bubble, or I'm in a group of five people answering a contrived question and trying to, here's who I am. So I know I threw a lot out there. So. <laughs> oh, that's good. I want to pick up on a couple of those and pull the threads forward. In, in one of these, when you were talking about that, I'm remembering last Friday when you and I connected in conversation, we'd scheduled for an hour and yeah. we talked about all kinds of things in that hour. And at the end of the hour, that's when we just kind of tapped into the mother load of something, you know, and it's like, and I remember saying, hey, Jeff, are you pressed for time or do you have a few more minutes? <laughs> Yep. And a few more minutes became another hour. Right? Yeah. You and I have a tendency to do that. <laughs> but those conversations just get rich. But here's one distinction that I want to invite you listening to think about. That what we see happening in the world right now is a lot of people talking at someone else or talking to someone else. And there's very little listening going on. Conversation is this with. It's us being in this together, what you were just talking about. And it's us discovering something together that neither of us had really come to on our own and may not have ever arrived at by ourselves. But, you know, there's that real co-creative element in a real conversation that's this give and take. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. And, you know, you said it's talking at. What scares me is it's not just talking at, it's talking at with the advantage of like hundreds of years of psychology and marketing understanding and science and technology and being able to test. So persuasion is at such a high level right now. The persuasion technology 
that when you talk at someone just right, you can literally hack them. And that's what scares me about the world right now is that people are all getting hacked. There's some message that's very polarized and we need to get you in line so you think exactly what this thing is. And I think of conversation, real conversation is the opposite of that. I don't go in there trying to tell you something. I go in saying, hey, I could be wrong, but here's how I see it. And now I've just told you, hey, now you can bring that back to, you don't, you know, I'm not pushing my agenda on you. I'm telling you, I could be wrong. Well, and I guess maybe we each had a little different context. Yours is some of this marketing. I was thinking of some of the cultural conversation at the community level that's happening and the political conversations that are happening. That those, I see people that are just, give me the megaphone, not the microphone. Give me the megaphone. I have something I want to get off my chest. I want to yell something at everybody, right? Oh, yeah. And I was, I was saying the same thing. So I, when I was saying marketing, I was saying that's the technology that's been weaponized a certain way. So for me, when I learned marketing, the stakes were pretty low. I was building a company, right? And I got really good at marketing. From I had a lot of good coaches. And so the company succeeded because of that. But that was, I was helping people buy a good or service. Marketing now being used in a political context is very dangerous. I think that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And so I was, I was going to ask, but you already touched on this, why conversation is important. Well, because we have options with conflict. There's either war, let's just get madder at one another and yell, or we sit down and we have conversation. Now, I want to ask you something because I think we've both kind of seen that there is a connection between conversation and connection. Mm. What's that look like for you? And how do you experience that? Maybe even more than what it looks like. How does a conversation lead to connection? It's very random and always fun and serendipitous. And what I mean by that is I, I joke, we talked about this last week. I picture, remember the modems of like 25 years ago where they go, and they're like, trying to connect and then finally they connect and it goes. And like, I think of a lot of the conversations I've had, because I've had a lot of conversations in the last few months, right? And that like first minute or two, you're kind of throwing niceties back and forth and you're like, how about this? How about that? How about that? And then suddenly you stumble on some weird thing and it just explodes. And then it's like energy, right? So things, things go to the next level. And that's to me, what I love the most about conversation is when you you think of your high anticipation thing. That's what you're stumbling upon that thing that we have in common. That's now we're, now we're synergizing. We're not just talking back and forth. I do this. Oh, you do that. Oh, that's nice. We're talking at this like high level. That's what I love about it. Hmm. Okay. So you use one of my favorite words there, serendipity. Let's say more about serendipity. What are some of the more serendipitous encounters you've had in recent weeks or months? It's funny because you know, the platform we're working on is all about serendipity. So I keep meeting all sorts of people like that. But I think about like when you go to a conference and you get in the, you're taking the Uber ride to get there and you have this long conversation and you, and you realize, oh, we're there. I, ha- I have to get out of the car, <laughs> right? Like, oh, this conversation has to end. And you don't go in with that expectation, but it just, it happens. You realize you have something like I, my Uber driver was an audiophile. And so we were talking about that for a while. And that was a very fascinating discussion for me, right? I told you yesterday that I'd met someone on, on a blitz where you know, I was like, you know, I really, I really want to think about pushing my health to the next level and, and taking that. And then I'm, someone shows up on the screen and they're, this is the person I want to talk to for that. Like that's serendipity, right? 
that's not someone that would show up in my normal legacy social media feeds that are all feeding me exactly where I've been. It's just something new that I'm like, yeah, I want to go there. That's interesting. Yeah. So one of the words that I would have heard, and I just heard my father's phrase of when he would say this, out of the blue, Hmm. right? So serendipity is one of those things that just seems to come out of the blue. As you said, it wasn't programmed in the algorithm, yep. but it just happened. And there's part of it that's being open to it and being aware to recognize when it happens. Because I think serendipity happens way more than most of us even know, because many times we're oblivious to it. That's profound. That's you. It's like, it's happening constantly. We're not, it's kind of like they say opportunity happens when you're prepared. It's like, well, it's co- or luck, right? It's like, well, maybe it's happening all the time and you're just not listening to it. And so like, to your point, it's like, if you calm yourself and you're open to it, you probably realize it's happening a lot more than you think. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I love when I say something profound and I surprise myself in. <laughs> I want to share a quotation. You've heard me use this quotation before, but it's one that I think about a lot. Susan Scott, in her book, Fierce Conversations. This is my favorite line from the book. While no single conversation is guaranteed to change the trajectory of a career, a company, relationship, or a life, any single conversation can. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's no guarantee that any of these will. But all of a sudden, you find yourself in one. So does that bring a conversation to mind of any time. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I know there does. Tell well, when you and I met, and then I can trace it back, right? I can trace it back to how I met Tobin. I can trace it back to how I met Finn, who brought Tobin. Like, so there's like a family tree of this stuff, right? Yeah. Luck can create a whole downstream effect. So it's chance that I met, you know, Finn a while back. And then because of that, I met Tobin. And then I met you. And I've met a bunch of fascinating people that have discussions because of that. So it's funny because if you think about, this is interesting, you know, the definition of luck is, you know, opportunity meets preparedness, right? And I've been so blessed working on this thing for the past six months that I've had so many conversations that a lot of them have become very interesting. So it's like, I get a constant that this constant chances for this luck that you're talking about, right? Yeah. It's like a fire hose for me, which has been fascinating that I'm meeting so many people and so I have so many opportunities for this serendipity to happen. It's a serendipity hurricane. Can I say that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you listening, we're, we're just baiting you. In a few minutes, we're going to talk about this more, but, but we're talking about conversation first. And Jeff, I want to ask you, how do you notice, either way you want to answer it, something that elevates what would have been a seemingly ordinary conversation into an extraordinary encounter? It's an interesting question, right? And so there'd be different ways. One way I would describe that is actually observing yourself and the way you feel. Mm. And so you don't notice it when the switch goes off, but you notice like you're just having a normal day, right? And every, I'm, you know, I'm in a good mood, medium mood, whatever, right? And all of a sudden I'm like in flow. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not in flow because I've done my work. I'm just I'm at this conversation, like when you and I had that first conversation, it went two hours, right? And it's like, um, my, my mind is in this state that feels a lot like flow at the end of it, because 
we didn't put a speed limiter on it. Like that to me is what a good conversation is. It's, it doesn't have its very carefully defined boundaries. It's just like these electrons ping-ponging and suddenly they go up a level and they go up a level. And the next thing you know, you just step back and look and you say, wow, my mind is in a very different state than it was at the beginning of this conversation. So that's how I would observe it. Oh, I love that. So when a conversation transports you, yes, moves you, it takes you, and we don't mean physically. Well, well, maybe it does. Maybe you are having a walk and talk conversation. You actually move. But when your state of being or your way of thinking or your way of feeling is moved through a conversation, that was an extraordinary conversation. Absolutely. And it's like, I think about like, you know, going to college and like 3 a.m. in the morning and you're still talking with some of your friends and you're like, whoa, time's just flying. It's like time flies, right? And you're yeah. just, you're in the moment. Yeah. It does feel like flow. It really feels like that same thing. And you and I have had a lot of conversations about flow. And for me, this is something as a podcast host, I'm always, and I communicate to guests, I don't come in with a prepared script for the conversation. I want to find and follow the flow for this conversation. And the flow for this conversation could be radically different than another conversation. But I believe, especially in the kind of meaningful conversations we seek to host here on This Extraordinary Life, there's always a flow available to us. It's kind of like serendipity. It's probably there. I'm going to think about that one a lot, Jeff. Yeah. But it's funny because you said, there's something you said that was really interesting, right? So you said the quote about how it's unlikely that any particular conversation will change your life, but any one conversation could do that, right? And then think about, I've told you that I've started over 20 companies and like some of them have been really successful and some of them have gone absolutely nowhere. <laughs> and so part of it's not how much I've worked on them or how much I put into it or how much I believed in it. Part of it is, it's almost like a surfer riding a wave, right? It's like when the wave's there, you just go in, you go into the ocean and suddenly there's this amazing wave and now you're, you're riding it. There is an element of luck to this, right? But what I think is interesting is that if luck is something that increases with pulling the lever a lot, right? Then it's kind of interesting that you can create more of this luck, have more of these magical, because I've had a lot, lot of these magical experiences in the last six months that you're talking about, right? Yeah. You can create more of them in your life by putting yourself in the right environment, putting yourself in places where the waves are likely to show up. And you can't say today, there's going to be a wave today. <laughs> but you're in the places that waves tend to happen, and then maybe it'll happen. But you don't ride any wave on the beach, I think is what exactly. you're saying. <laughs> as far as I know. If you're going to surf, you've got to get out in the water. And you have to detach from the outcome of having that wave. And then that's paradoxically when the wave's going to come. Yeah. And that's kind of what you said. If I go into a conversation with my expectation loaded, yeah, I'm ready to go. This is going to be an awesome conversation. I'm going to make something happen, right? You can't do that. Whereas if I go into what, what you're calling anticipation and I do that as a habit, mm. then what happens, right? Now I'm in a, in a good place for it. Oh, so Jeff, we've got more that we want to share and we're going to go deeper into this. How you, you listening, and specifically how Jeff and his company are creating the opportunities for these amazing conversations. But first, we've got something to share with you that we hope excites and energizes you, and then we'll be back. And we're back. Jeff, 
I can't wait to continue this part of the conversation. So, so far we were just talking about conversations. And then all of a sudden you were talking about, you know, you've orchestrated a lot of conversations in recent months. So before I say anything more, I want you to tell us, how have you done that? And where is that happening? Yeah, so I started something called Blitzer back in April, and which is actually interesting because the founding story is that it kind of came out of a time capsule. (laughs) (laughs) So it it didn't start in a vacuum. So about 13 years ago, I co-founded and built a platform that was a telephone-based speed networking platform. So, okay. And again, this started from a conversation. Like we talk, we're talking about conversations. So a weird conversation where we're talking about like, this is really cool that we're on LinkedIn and we have all these people in our connections. Well, how do we meet other people? How do we shake it up? And then we talked about the telephone and we're like, what if we took speed dating, but for business? And that became Blitz Time 13 years ago. And it created this amazing community of people who just loved being there. We couldn't find a business model over the two and a half years that we ran it, but it's just an amazing, vibrant community where people are having these just fantastic conversations. And we had constantly running events and serendipitous encounters. But since we couldn't, you know, life takes over, there's other opportunities. So we shut it down. So it went into it, literally went into a time capsule and Mm. disappeared for 10 years. And and that's a long time, right? And What's fascinating to me is always in the back of my mind, and I've started a bunch of companies since then, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, you got to try that again. Hmm. You didn't quite get, you know, maybe you were ahead of your time. Maybe you like, there's just something gnawing at me saying, you, you got to go back to that thing. And so about a year ago, I built most of a lot of Blitzer prototype and put it on the shelf for when I have more time to do it. And then I was talking with someone in my office space, this is Ted, my co-founder, back in March and I told him the idea and it became one of these electric conversations that we're talking about. <laughs> he just got all animated. Both of us got really animated and we're like, oh, because we were, you know, shutdown was happening. Like, oh right. my God, we need this right now more than ever. Well, early days of shutdown, right? And at yes. that point, oh, yeah. most of us are thinking, oh, this will be done in two or three weeks, maybe six at the most, right? So yeah. this was the time when we realized this is going to be this is going to last months, not weeks. And I joke about that now because now it's going to last longer than that. But we were saying, you know, that we need this. This has to happen. And so Ted convinced me that Blitzer has to be born right now. And it just became electric for me. I realized this is what I'm working on right now. And it just became a 24-7. I was staying up late. I was programming like a little kid, having a lot of fun and running these events. And next thing I know, the community's back out of the time capsule. And it's a similar feel to what was there before. It's even better with video. Mm. And now we have a, you know, it's a video, a video conversation platform. And it's just a blast. So I'm going to ask you to say more about Blitzer, but before I do, I'm going to tell my Blitzer story. I mean, this is how I found Blitzer. Several weeks ago, a couple of months ago now, I met Tobin Slavin. He attended a hangout I host and we got to talking. And then the next day, Tobin reached out to me and he said, hey, I host this thing, a panel on Mondays. And one of the guests had to cancel at the last minute. Could you join? I'm like, sure. And he goes, oh, and by the way, that's the first hour. The second hour, we're doing a blitz. And I'm like, okay, well, what's a blitz? And so he sends me the info about Blitzer. We do the panel conversation. And then we get into the blitz on Blitzer. Blitz is this round of conversations. And oh, my gosh, Jeff, you know this. I'm saying this more to you listening to us than I am to Jeff, but I don't think Jeff ever gets tired of hearing this with his company. 
Blitzer is the most exciting platform technology that I have seen in years. And I was instantly hooked. So we have this round of conversations. You're paired up with one other person for a conversation. And the very last conversation of that day, I was connected with a lady, Maureen. And Maureen is from some two-word town in Nova Scotia. And I'm like, hmm, Maureen, is that near Halifax? She goes, oh, yeah, it's one of the burbs of Halifax. I goes, hmm, I know one person in Halifax. Do you happen to know Steve Foran? She goes, Steve Foran, I worked with him 30 years ago. You know, it's so this, I'm already loving the technology, loving the experience, but then this serendipity of being paired with one person from Halifax and that one person knowing the one person I know in Halifax, what are the odds of that? You know, and then we have this delightful conversation and then I call Steve and I go, hey, Steve, I met your friend Maureen. How did you meet Maureen? And then like, I think the next week I was hosting a Blitz and have been hosting Blitzes ever since. So Jeff, yeah, I am such a fan and such a grateful Blitzer because of Blitz. So say more, tell us, what do you hope to accomplish with Blitzer now? That's a great question because it's funny, like as a serial entrepreneur, usually when I, when I start a company and you have some kind of vision, you execute the vision and hopefully if you things line up right, you get to the result. Blitzer has been very different. Blitzer is like a revelation process for me where every time we get to the next new plateau, we realize this is bigger than we thought it was. It's like we have a stewardship over an idea. I don't feel like we're running a company. I feel like we're being pulled into a rabbit hole and we have a responsibility for figuring out how deep that rabbit hole goes. And it's just amazing to me that the deeper I go, I'm like, wow, this, this could do so many things. And the more conversations I have, and I realize, obviously, we knew conversation was important when we started the platform, but it's just even more important than I thought. And so as we go and I see all these different people from all walks of life meeting each other and having open conversations, it's been fantastic. And then, you know, my co-founder, Ted, always says, I think it's great, he says that it's like when people spend time on legacy social media, I won't name names, you know what I'm talking about, but uh, it's like you get your self-esteem goes down because like, you know, I'm wasting time. I'm in the infinite scroll and I'm in my echo chamber and I'm just, I'm not engaging the world, even though I'm supposed to be engaging the world. I'm not really engaging the world, right? And the number of screenshots we have of people on a blitz with a smile like they're a kid in a candy store, it's hilarious. Like people smile when they're, on the, when they're on Blitzer. I've been on most of the Blitzes that have been on the platform and I, every single one, I love it. I am all smiles when you're, and other people I talk to are smiling too because you're having real conversations. I'm not typing at you through a screen when, you, when you're not there. There's a real feedback loop. And because of that, we're not going to our sides. We're talking, we're collaborating, we're coming up with new ideas. And I just love that. Well, to me, the magic, part of the magic And part of the magic I don't understand, but the part I understand is inviting amazing people, remarkable people, what I call extraordinary people, getting a group of extraordinary people together. And what I watch happen is some of these come by invitation and others just come by exploration, right? They found the platform and on the platform, you list events and people are scrolling through events and they go, oh, 
this event looks interesting. I'll show up and attend. So a blitz is scheduled. People come into the main room. There's a few minutes of orienting people to the platform, what you're going to experience over the next however long, you know, 35, 45, 55 minutes we're going to be together. And then 30 seconds pause. And what happens in that 30 seconds, Jeff? Oh, it's anticipation. It's so funny because a lot of this, we've got some music that's upbeat music that's getting you ready. And you're like, and in your mind, I have to imagine it's like, what the heck's coming next, right? And then at that end of that 30 seconds, someone's in front of you and you're you're starting a conversation. You're paired up for a conversation. And there's some flexibility, but the default is five minutes. But you can have shorter or longer conversations based on the host of that blitz. You have these conversations and then there's a 30 second break again and blitzer somewhere shuffles the deck and then you're paired with someone else. Yep. <laughs> Gets funny because it's jokingly, it's like the slot machine. You're pulling the slot machine. You have no idea who's going to come next and boom, now someone, someone new's in front of you. You've got that 30 seconds of music in between as few it's kind of what you and, had the, you and I had this discussion before about resetting from context to context. It gives you the chance to end one conversation, get back in your base state, and then start a new conversation. So what are you enjoying seeing happen or hearing happen through this platform blitzer that you've given birth to in the world? Oh, friendships, partnerships. People are making sales on it. So I mean, obviously it's a, it's a business platform. It's a networking platform. So I'm hearing people are finding people who introduce them to great clients, prospects, partners, collaborations form. You know, and I saw this years ago with Blitztime, the partnerships would form and last for years off of this. I just love the, it's the colliding, right? So you're throwing, it's like you said, you bring all these amazing people into a virtual room and Blitzer is just a big collider going to take all those people and it's going to shake it up. It's not just going to wait. And that was sort of what I was saying, looking at LinkedIn years ago, where you said, well, LinkedIn's phenomenal for being able to map my network, but it, it doesn't do the collision for you. Blitzer is a collision machine. So you put those, you're like, I wonder what happened if I throw these people and have them talking to each other. Well, that's what Blitzer does. It shakes it up and it puts them in front of you. You have to talk to these people. Yeah. We don't just find our click table that we sit at lunch together you're meeting new people. And some of those conversations go to interesting places. Oh, yes, they do. And one of the things that I have enjoyed the phenomenon is when someone that you met in a previous blitz now returns to the next blitz and you get paired again Mm -hmm. and you pick up the conversation or I've been thinking about this since we last talked and then it builds on it. So. I think speed networking is one way to describe it that helps people understand or speed dating. I think it really undersells what happens. Oh, completely agree. It's, it's funny because it's a limiting box because I, I remember when we first built these algorithms, we were like, oh my God, what if someone gets paired with someone they already met? It's like, oh, the world's going to fall apart, right? And then, and then I asked people over time, like, what do you love best about it? And people love both. They love meeting new people. They love evolving relationships over time, just like real relationships. It's like this water cooler that you had when you're, you're building these relationships over time. I think of like years ago when I worked in a company that had a monthly staff meeting, there were certain relationships that evolved one month at a time. And 
a lot of my blitzer relationships are like that. I enjoy being paired with people again, because then I can talk to, we can compare notes about conversations we've had on Blitzer and what's happened from there. We can ask, well, who else are you looking for? We can learn human relationships evolve over time and Blitzer is no different. So that's what's been insightful for me to learn is that the magic is in both meeting new people and in evolving relationships over time. And in bringing more people to the party. Absolutely. So just yesterday, I hosted another Blitz and uh, Michael Catlow, who's been coming, and then he brings a new friend for the first time yesterday. And his new friend for the first time was from Hawaii. And he said, hey, you got to get up early because it was 6 a.m. Hawaii time when we were gathering for the Blitz. And here's this guy, Chris. Yeah, Chris was his name. Chris shows up. Chris got up early, coffee, showered, excited, and had a blast and meets people he would have never met. So this whole idea of conversations and, and then the perspective I love, you could have shallow conversations on Blitzer, or you can have meaningful, deep, rich conversations. It's up to you and whoever you meet. And not every conversation is deep philosophical. Yeah. Some are. Right? Yeah, I, th I think that's important. And, and I think, and I've thought a lot about this and I think about it in a non-judgmental way, right? Because you brought up a funny thing about event hosts can adjust the length of a conversation. That's a really interesting dial, right? And so I've seen some events where the conversations are two and a half minutes long. And it's interesting. You're, you're not going to have changed the universe discussions in two and a half minutes, but for a lot of people and what they're looking to do and get their business out there, that can be really useful. Now, I realized for myself over time, my bias is more towards like your event yesterday was seven minutes long. That's a really interesting time for me because, and you're going to laugh, because I get cut off sort of after the conversation starts to get interesting. And then I have the desire to follow up, right? We always joke about that, that like the best conversations are the ones where you get cut, cut off mid-sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because then you know you need to follow up with this person. Well, okay, there are two directions in my mind I want to go. I can only go one at a time. So let's go the <laughs> follow-up because I also love that what we're talking about with Blitzer talks about what's happening in real time during the Blitz you all have designed some amazing opportunity for follow-up so that the conversation can continue. Yeah, and that's, and that's critical, you know, because I think of Blitzer itself is the engine. It's a collider. So it's the tool that you throw a bunch of people together and it shakes it up so they all talk to each other. But it's really important that you then follow up on that and continue the conversation. What we've built into the platform is standard you know, messaging tools that people see in other tool platforms too. But I think it's useful to have it right there in Blitzer. At the end of the event, you can send messages. I can send an audio message if I want to say something that stood out to me about our conversation. I can send you that. I can schedule a video follow-up with you right on the platform, and it'll manage the logistics of the back and forth of getting on each other's calendar. So I can do all that stuff in the platform. I thought that's really important because we don't want to just have the collisions happen. The embers are lit. We don't want those embers to just cool and go away. We want people to have the ability to take the next step. So this is where I see there's this conversation that leads to connection and can actually fuel community. Yes. Right. So conversations, connection, community. And you know, I'm a big believer in community and I want to ask something else. You, you and I got deep into this conversation on Friday, and, and that's what really sparked. You and I have talked about doing this for a while, but that sparked, let's do this now. 
I want to ask you before I go into this, you made an interesting observation. We all know, I think everyone listening here knows the world has become a noisy place. There is a lot of noise in the world. And you made a distinction about the difference between signal and noise. I want to invite you into that. And then I want to build on that back to Blitzer in just a moment. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, and, you know, a lot of this is by design too, because, you know, there's this concept of like a lot of the large platforms very quickly become what's called an attention merchant, right? Where you realize that you can make a lot of money by grabbing people's attention, getting them fired up and emotional, and then selling advertisements to them. This is not a new concept. This has been done for hundreds of years, right? The problem is that we're much better at it than we were hundreds of years ago. We've got amazing technology and artificial intelligence to just optimize this per- to perfection. But for all of us, right, we're the ones who are plugged into this world that we're being toxified for the sake of higher CPMs on ad rates. So you look at this and you look at the news and news is all, you know, clickbait now. So everything's kind of gone down this path and you realize, God, there's so much noise in the world. But then you know what else you realize? Signal stands out when there's a lot of noise. And so for me, for instance, podcasts stand out as an amazing beacon of signal. Podcasts are not censored. They're not blocked. They're not fit into a format. They're not, obviously they can have an agenda, but the idea of podcasting is this amazing source of potential signal in the world where they're actually conversations that aren't time boxed for five minutes. They have the ability to kind of go down whatever path they need to go down and go through issues and resolve those issues. So what's interesting to me is that's where I kind of see Blitzer playing is that podcasts are good, like one, two, one or two to many platform. Blitzer gives the ability to create this, the ability to engage your audience where they can engage and meet each other as well. I've been saying a lot lately that I believe the two are like, it's like a chocolate and peanut butter moment. Oh, and if I'd have thought of that, I'd have brought a Reese's cup <laughs> right now on, the, on our recording. No, I love this. And this is what fueled that second hour of our conversation last Friday, which we started talking about this. For podcasters like me who see that same connection, that a podcast is a conversation that creates a connection that invites people into a community which is why we've rebranded this podcast to become the This Extraordinary Life podcast, because there is this extraordinary life community. Then we started talking about, well, I invite people. I want you to be a part of the conversation. You listening, I invite you. I want you to be part of the conversation. Many of you text, call, WhatsApp, email to continue the conversation. Well, Jeff, through Blitzer, This is what we started experimenting with yesterday on Blitzer. There's another way to continue the podcast conversation. Tell us that idea. Yeah, I mean, we're just realizing that like, imagine, you know, we talked about this last week, you and I talked about this, right? So imagine you record your podcast, you ship your podcast, and then the next week you hold a number of blitzes with, you take an eight minute clip from that podcast. That's like a real, a sneak peek and a very interesting part of it. You can run a blitz, we call it autopilot, where you can record a tee-up video that tells them what to expect on Blitzer and you know, make sure you keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all time like that. Get them prepared for the event and then say, hey, I want you to listen to this latest clip for my podcast. And then you're going to meet each other, other people who listen to this podcast as well. Then the blitz gives people a chance to talk with each other. And at the end of the blitz, you can have a call to action going to say, hey, sign up for my podcast. And then during the podcast, you can say, hey, we're going to talk to each other. Come to the Blitz. 
and back and forth. And I think what we see really interesting is that it's like a, a way to create this upward snowball effect with the podcast and the blitz where they now have a chance and maybe they have a chance to talk to the host or the guest, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. So this virtuous cycle is how virtuous I- Virtuous cycle. Yeah. That's, that's a great term. And so that's what we're doing. And that's why I said, hey, Jeff, I want you to come now. Let's do this now because Jeff and I are going to invite you to join the conversation. Yes, you can text, you can tweet, you can WhatsApp me, whatever that is. And you can join us in a Blitz next week on Blitzer that follows this up and invites you into the conversation. So we did this just yesterday from the day we're recording the previous day. Okay, let me give you the context. On Tuesday of this week, we launched the brand new This Extraordinary Life podcast. You won't hear this one. This will be episode four in the series. So right after episode one, we hosted a blitz the next day. And we aired five minutes of that conversation on gratitude with Stephen Lillian. And then we invited people into conversations, how gratitude's made a difference in your life or how gratitude can help you in a time like this of the global pandemic. And it was a blast, you know, and it directed the conversation. So even folks, so I have some friends that are introverts and the idea of doing something like Blitzer is a little fear inducing for them. Social anxiety producing is is what one of my friends has said, you know, that gives me social anxiety. What am I going to say? Well, here we helped tee it up. We gave you five minutes of a conversation about gratitude and say, Any part of this you want to talk about with somebody, now you have that opportunity. There's a weird paradox about Blitzer too, right? Because introverts are, there's something weird that makes it work well for introverts because, and I'm, believe it or not, an introvert. Part of the challenge that introverts have when they walk into a networking event is starting conversations and ending conversations. Those are the two of the hardest things for an introvert to do. And when you're in a Blitz, there's a clock. The clock for people who haven't been on Blitzer, it's the, third leg of death and taxes and the clock are the three things in life that you can't negotiate with. So the blitzer clock sets the tone of like when the conversation starts and when it ends. And as an introvert, it's great because I show up to a blitz and conversations come to me. I don't have to break in. I don't have to start those conversations and I don't have to stop them. Yeah. Oh, it takes care of itself. I love it. We're inviting you listening into a blitz with us. We're going to expand the number of blitzes we do to accommodate more time zones around the world. But Jeff, before we go, we're just starting to wrap up. Christy, a member of this Extraordinary Life community and my collaborator on this, she wanted me to ask a question. And I always love getting questions from the community. Practical steps we can take to create better conversations with those we're socially distanced from. That's part one of the question. And then part two, or second question, tips for connecting in conversation with strangers, whether that's happening at the bus station, as we talked about in other contexts, or on Blitzer. The first one's a lot easier to The answer to the first one is have conversations. (laughs) Do it. It's almost the Nike thing, but just do it. Get out there. Get talking to people, because especially for my, my head's, my head can easily have its own conversation going on. If I break that, go out, talk to people and talk to people different than you. So So wait a minute, I just heard you say this. This is what I think. 
instead of having the conversation in your head that prevents you from having the conversation with the person because you're thinking what's going to happen and just have the conversation. Just have the conversation. Just go out there and talk to people. But it has to be a conversation. And it can't be I'm going out there with an agenda to hammer you over the head with my viewpoint. And by the way, part of this is talk to people different than you. Talk to people on the other side of I've spent a lot of time in the past six months talking to people who are on the other side of the political aisle as me. And I've learned so much about myself, about them, and about how we're all much more alike than different. And conversation is the antidote for polarization and divisiveness. Because I'll say that again. Conversation is the antidote for polarization and divisiveness. Because polarization and divisiveness, it's like one of those click were scripts. It finds a way to hack you and it just gets right through. If I figure out your API, if I know how you work, I can hack you. I can take control of you. And once I take control of you, you're a pawn of mine. And that's what scares me about the divisiveness of of the world and what people using advanced marketing technology to build their little pawn armies to fight against each other. Conversation is the antidote to that. Conversation is the way we hack ourselves back. That's how I did it for me because I got been in Kool-Aid chambers where I'm like, yeah, rah, 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 you know? And conversation was the way out for me when I really spent time not going to someone who disagreed with me saying, how could you think that? But saying, I could be wrong. Here's what I think. What do you think? And having that conversation really turn into something. Okay. Now I want to ask this second question a bit differently. For people who may be considering joining their first Blitzer, their first Blitz on Blitzer, How do we help them be more comfortable to come and connect with whomever they're going to meet there? You have nothing to fear is what I would say. There's nothing. It's everybody's in the same boat, right? We're all connecting and we're all, there's no pitch. There's no elevator. I think that's actually, here's here. That's why it's a good, why that's a good question, right? So some people think about it as, okay, it's an elevator pitch. I've got to get up there and say, here's what I do here. I've got to say it just right. So I get them excited about it. Don't, don't do that. Just come in. You'd asked a previous question that ties into this about, well, what should people do to start conversations to make them interesting? Just go in, take a deep breath and talk to the person. Just like any other person you would talk to if you ran into them in the street, if you're in a taxi together or in an Uber, climbing the Himalayas, just have a conversation and you'll realize there's nothing to be stressed about. It's not a race, even though it is a timed thing. (laughs) (laughs) Even though there's a timer, it's not a race. (laughs) Exactly. So, Jeff, I'm so delighted to have you join me today. Is there something else you want to say in this conversation that brings it to a fitting stopping point for now? Oh, I say, I mean, I know this is funny, and I said, just do it. You've got to try being on a blitz. And I'll give you my own experience. It's just kind of bizarre. Like, So when I was building the technology, I went through hundreds of fake blitzes before I was ever on a real blitz with a real person. So if anyone's logical brain knew what to expect, it was obviously me, right? Then I got on a blitz and it felt like that scene in the matrix where he learns Taekwondo in like three seconds, like he loads a cartridge in. I went on a blitz and I was like, whoa, like it was crazy to go on an actual, it was such the wildest experience. And I think you've alluded to this too. And even for, you know, having built the technology, But to go through it and 45 minutes later, and I had just had like seven interesting conversations with new people. It was like my like, whoa, I know, I know Taekwondo moment. (laughs) 
regardless of whether you get business value out of it, and a lot of people are getting a lot of value out of it, it's just so much fun to go on a blitz. It is. So we're inviting all of you to join us for a blitz. We'll have information in the show notes of how you can do that. And many of you, I'm going to encourage you, attend a blitz and then start figuring out who you should invite to the blitz you host. Because many of you listening, and I know many of you by name, I mean, I tell people this every time I host a blitz, some of you, I invite people to a blitz because I believe you should be hosting or could be hosting blitzes, inspiring, inspirational conversations and connection through your spheres of influence. So not just come to experience a blitz, but then come thinking, how can I also host the blitz and who can I introduce and connect through this amazing platform? Yeah. Can I tell you, that's one of my favorite things watching is this exact, how fast this process evolves, where someone shows up, it's like, so what the heck is a blitz, right? They have their first experience and like two weeks later, they're hosting their own event. I love seeing that pattern. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I've invited, I invite people, I say, hey, I want you to come see this, but I really want you to be thinking about how could this serve what you're seeking to create in the world? Because that's the people I know, people that are doing something and they know people that we want to get in conversation together. So Jeff and I've had this amazing conversation about conversation, and now we want to invite you to join us in a conversation that continues this. Jeff, where do we direct people that want to learn more about Blitzer or get in touch with you? Yeah, so you could just go right to the site. So it's blitzer.com, B-L-I-T-Z-R, no E.com. And right on our homepage, I think it explains a lot. And then when you get to the homepage, then you can go to the events page and learn about, you can see what types of events are going on. That's probably the best way. And then you can find me on the people page of Blitzer. I'm still the top conversationalist right now. I think that'll change pretty soon because we've got a lot of people having a lot of conversations, but you can find me there and you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Sorry. And when you find Jeff there, you can send him a text message. You can send him an audio. You can't. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. Unfortunately, you can't. Once you've spoken to me, you can do that, but you can, but actually you can find my LinkedIn profile from there and you can reach out that way. Find your LinkedIn profile. Then after you have a conversation with Jeff on Blitzer, then you can leave Jeff messages on the Blitzer platform. Exactly. Jeff, this has been a blast. Thanks for joining. Thank you so much, Kevin. In most, if not all, of the episodes of this podcast, I want to involve and include members of this Extraordinary Life community here in our conversations. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Hedden, who's from Iceland. Now, Hedden and I, we connected on Zoom, and you'll hear us at the beginning of our conversation here reference some time we spent before we started recording for this podcast of Hedden attempting to teach me how to say his name correctly. You see, it's really important for me to get people's names correct, say them right, I could never do it, not yet with head-ins. But if you want to watch that like four-minute, 21-second video, we'll include the link in the show notes. It's really quite humorous. But now I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hey, I'm really excited about this segment, including highlighting one of our community members from This Extraordinary Life. And we've spent 15 minutes just trying for me to correctly say, Hedden Swinbornson's name. He's given us permission to call him Hedden. 
Yeah. But Heaven's from Iceland. Heaven, Heaven. Tell us how Heaven. would you say your name? Seriously, folks, we've recorded about seven minutes of me just trying to learn how to say his name correctly. We've given up on that because we do want to include this segment in this week's show. Take me a couple of weeks to actually yeah. say his name correctly. No, thanks for joining. Well, thank you for inviting me, Kenneth. Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> what? Now you have come like me confused. But my name is Hedin Sveinbjörnsson. Hedin. 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 So today we've been talking about conversation on the podcast. You and I have been part of dozens of conversations since we met six, seven months ago. Mm-hmm. And you host a couple of podcasts yourself that are all about conversation. So where do you want to start our conversation about your experiences with conversation and how conversations lead you into the extraordinary? Well, I have to say that because my podcast, I have two podcasts, and one of them is in Icelandic, and it's called Komaswa. Like, if you're at a football match or a soccer match, then you are like, come on, come on. It's like to push people forward in life. And the other one is in English called the Tribute to Happiness podcast. The Icelandic podcast is like, I don't prepare anything. I don't know anything about the person. Well, I know a little bit. But when I sit down with the person, I just, we start to talk about their past. How was their, how was it the time they were in elementary school? And we go on from there and I ask questions. And sometimes the conversation is so deep that I forget that I'm a host on a podcast. And I have to remind myself because I am in awe sometimes what people are telling me. And the deep, the stories they are telling me and just to listen how maybe they were growing up and the situation they lived with or and why they, or like the school, why did they, they were going to be a doctor but ended up as a psychology like there's there's so many twists in life and it's just like you can be in awe when you just listen and focus on what people are saying yeah so last week's podcast we were talking about listening and i was joined by jane ads head grant whom you know and then oscar Mm -hmm. tremboli from australia and then today's podcast we were talking about conversation and you can't really have conversation true deep rich conversation without listening can you No, I don't think so. And if you have something pre-written down, like a question or something, like I don't think it would be authentic, vulnerable. I like it, the feel of it, like you're sitting in a sofa and just like you invite people, like they are listening, but they are just experienced that there are two people sitting in a sofa in in your lovely home and just like talking about. But it's fun to see how the past goes on with the present. So one of the things I'm hearing and that I experience in conversation is you do show up with kind of a starting point. Yes. And you have a bit of an arc where you think the conversation might go. But there is this, as we talked about last week with Jane and Oscar, a lot of listening. But then there's also this curiosity. You listen, you hear something that attracts your attention, and then you follow the flow of that to see where it goes next. Yes, and if there are sometimes that people say something, and I just, whoa, 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 back up a little bit. What, what was that? 
why did you like go on a trip there when you should have been maybe someplace else? So it is also like the question, yeah, of the curiosity, just to feel the person's life in a sense. Yeah, yeah. I am a curious person and I love just to sit and listen and ask, oh, that was fascinating. Why did you do that? Oh, I watch you. As I say, you and I have had dozens, if not a hundred conversations in six months we've known one another. And I watch you that you are always keenly interested and very attentive to what's happening in a conversation. So for people listening, what would you say to invite them that it's okay to be curious or how to follow curiosity in a conversation? I think it's like you have to be curious because if you're curious, then you make the other person feel worthy or because they have some experience that maybe others have gone through or... You make it safe. This is a, a real beauty of conversation. One of my favorite quotations about conversation comes from a Canadian journalist. And he said, when people realize they're being listened to, they tell you things. Yeah. Right? When they realize, not all of a sudden something happens, they realize you're interested. They realize you're listening. They realize it's safe. And the conversation goes to a whole nother level mm. and perhaps even an unexpected place. Yeah. And it is also, like I said before, like for me, it is only when I picked up that story with the baby, I was just like, okay, I'm sorry that you lost your child, but what do you do in a situation like this? How can you, maybe there are, is somebody out there who relates to that bit and there is something good that comes out of it. It's not the end of the world. Okay, it's horrible to, I can't imagine because I have never been through this, losing a child and stuff. But there is something about, yeah, authenticity. Like mm -hmm. you can, and so I love that quote. I love that, what you were saying about, like if you listen and you feel safe. For me, it's just like, listen, show interest, and just have a nice conversation about all the good stuff that comes out of life. Okay, of course, you can have a bad past, but how do you use the experience to something good in your present life? I see podcast as a vehicle for conversation. There's so many times that I invite you on a podcast I'm hosting to imagine you're part of the conversation with us, that we're at your favorite coffee house or tea house. Well, now through Blitzer, you can actually join me in a conversation that started here on the podcast. You can also connect with other listeners of the show and sometimes guests that have been on the show also join us in a real-time conversation on this platform called Blitzer. For now, I'm hosting a conversation every Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern time on Blitzer. Go to Blitzer, B-L-I-T-Z-R.com. There's no E, Blitzer, B-L-I-T-Z-R.com. Find us on the events page, the Extraordinary People Connection, and join the conversation. You know, conversations are one way to unlock the extraordinary in your life,
or someone else's life. So I'd love to invite you to drop me a line. Tell me about an extraordinary conversation you've had. You can do that. Email me at kevin at thisextraordinary.life or call, text, or WhatsApp me, plus one, four, zero, four, seven, one, three, zero, seven, one, three. What will you do to explore, embrace, and enjoy this extraordinary life now, today? Thanks for joining.